A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain where they could be alone. There, in their presence, he was transfigured. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared to them. They were talking with him. Then, Peter spoke to Jesus. Lord, he said, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three tents here. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when suddenly a bright cloud covered them with shadow. And from the cloud there came a voice which said, This is my son, the beloved. He enjoys my favour. Listen to him. When they heard this, the disciples fell on their faces, overcome with fear. But Jesus came up and touched them. Stand up, he said. Do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one but only Jesus. As they came down from the mountain, Jesus gave them this order. Tell no one about the vision until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Transfiguration of the Lord, year A. Start with teaching points, what it all means, then go into what we learn from it. Yeah, good. I've always had it as Elijah and Moses represent the law and the prophets, and so the two of them, and then Jesus, this symbolism of Jesus is the fulfilment of everything that's promised before, everything that's done before, the old covenant, new covenant, everything there. This is the kind of turning point in, dare I say, salvation history. Um, in a nutshell, obviously incarnation and all the rest of it. Let's not get too deep into that right now. But Jesus is changing the way that everything works here. Have you ever heard anything else on it? No, that's, I mean, other than then what the text says. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but kind of... Symbolically. Yeah, this is the kind of deeper meaning that you'll probably hear most people talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, what are you taking from it? Well, as is often the case for me, I think I went straight to quite human things in an absolutely bonkers story, which is like not of human experience, right? So... Wait, uh, hold on. Okay. I've been waiting all week for you to say your favourite bit of this. Oh no, what's my favourite bit? The bit that you got taught that you said you would never forget. Oh. Oh no, what's that? I've forgotten. <laughs> what is it? The Shining. Oh. Um, was that about this? I'm sure it was. Oh yeah. Were okay, you? fill the people in. Okay, so... We're very lucky in our parish to have a Greek, someone who studied ancient Greek Greek uh, at university and in particular knows a lot biblically. <laughs> and she and I were chatting and she shared with me that the translation of the word... Oh, his face shone like the sun. Yeah. 
was two things, either like the shining of shoes or the shining of a brushed horse's coat. And so just to really show how shiny it was and how glossy and gleamy in ways that would be understood. Yeah. All right. Really shiny. <laughs> Super shiny. Super shiny. But interesting that it's a non-human element of mm. shininess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A natural world, a physical world, but not a human nature world. Yeah. So I quite like the first line. Jesus took with him Peter, James and his brother John. Like, was John just sort of, and it's it's always, and his brother John, like, oh, you know, like we say, oh, Luke's doing something. Can Samuel go as well? <laughs> like, is that what we've got here? It just cracked me up, just how, the I, way it was described. I think I've already said it before, but come on. You're feeling bad for, and his brother John. And yeah. You're, you're not giving the shout out for Andrew. Oh, poor Andrew. <laughs> he just doesn't even make the cut again. No, again. Yeah, only three of them go this time. Well, it's quite often these three. Yeah. But I think you can take from that. You're not... Uh, you ever seen those memes? The greatest miracle Jesus ever had was having 12 close friends yeah, at yeah. the age of 30. Yeah. He still had his core group of people. Yeah. And that's not necessarily favouritism or anything. Um, but I think... You can only handle or talk to a smaller group sometimes. And you need to work with that and in that. And kind of that's okay. I think that's the first kind of human thing that we can take from it. It's okay to have smaller groups. We know it with our own family. Certain members of the family do well with bigger numbers. Certain people uh, get drained by that very quickly. And they need more quiet time. And as soon as you have about 10 people in a room, you're not talking to all 10 people. You're only talking to two or three of them. Yeah. So actually, if you're trying to get a key message over to key people... You might need to do it on a smaller basis. Take them aside and have the serious chat. Yeah. And... Then high up a mountain, they had to go away. I think that often is coming through for me at the moment is just that Jesus had to take time out. He had to go up and do the quiet things up a mountain or by the shore or wherever he went. And I think particularly mountain biblical symbology is always closer to heaven. Okay. Moses meets up the mountain. Yeah. It's that kind of... uh, kind of really primitive thinking of God is up Higher, above. Higher, the better. So if you're closer up the mountain, you're closer to God. Yeah. That's where God will appear. Yeah. And do you know what? In, in these kind of places, they do feel special, don't they? Like just <laughs> being in the kind of majesty of creation. I love it. You're kind of going, oh, well, it's not, you know, yeah, the Bible symbolism and the kind of, oh, no, but actually being up a mountain is really, makes you think like that. Yeah. Well, it certainly does for me. Yeah. Um, They needed to be alone. 
And then it happens. And they are freaked. Do you think Jesus knew, do you think Jesus took them up there to be alone because he knew this was happening? This was Oh wow, well, we're we getting into like deep level Christology and yep. what Jesus knew oh, of his okay. own nature. Yeah, sure. <sighs> no, is that no fun? Place. No, it's no fun. Um I think Jesus did know would yeah. be my uh short answer without going too deep on it mm. but uh, what was the other part that you said did Jesus know and like did he plan it almost yeah, yeah. yeah I think especially when you've got Elijah representing the prophets and Jesus does everything Jesus does to connect to the prophets and fulfill yeah. prophecy yeah, this is it. This and isn't also, like accidental spiritual experience. You had to have the return of Elijah. That's why they're going, when Jesus calls on the cross, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani, they think he's calling on Elijah. Oh, sure, yeah. Because Jewish belief was Elijah would return before the Messiah. Okay. So Elijah's return is completely connected in with all of the prophecies. Okay. So, obviously, only three of them had seen Elijah coming, so they know that he's the Messiah here. But the people watching his crucifixion didn't know this. So they're kind of going, he can't be the Messiah because Elijah hasn't come back. But here we go. Again, that's taken care of. Elijah had come back. Yeah. But I love the writing of it. You say it's just kind of mad it happens, and they're just, what? Uh, this is craziness. Yeah, I mean, I especially love... Actually, I think it's in Mark's it is. version. I know what you're going to say. D- Peter, what is it? He did not know what to say. And Peter's going, um, would you like a tent? Can I Can I, Can I? I do something? Like, you could just imagine Peter absolutely freaking out, but still trying to, like, retain some level of, what? well, I'm in charge and I'm, like, the head disciple and I'm going to do something I'll useful. I'll say something but clever. What? But then what? it's like, Peter, you nutter. But see, I expected you to mm. come out with that bit. Oh, it's wonderful for us to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I just imagine Peter just like falling over himself, just going, oh, it's so great to be here. What can we do? Like just completely freaking out, but trying to be professional. Oh, it's so wonderful to be here. What can we do? Like just not having a clue. But I think the that human desire of I'm in a good place with God mm-hmm. let's stay here forever let's let's and look, look at the humility of the man and I know Peter gets a bad rap for a lot of things but let's make three tents he doesn't even make one for himself in the others oh yeah he's like you three stay you're the important like wow I'm I, I just want to stay yeah and I think one of the accounts says they were tired, but they stayed awake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Oh, and also, sorry, just uh, other accounts. The first reading is the prophet of Daniel, uh-huh. which prophesies son of man. And those of you who did Mark's gospel at GCSE, this is the Jesus is the son of man. Okay. And if you've got the title son of man, this is why Jesus used son of man, because it's prophesied in Daniel. And no one really understood what it meant. Um, yeah. Mm. But then that's the title Jesus uses 
of himself more than anything else, um, partly because it's obscure. And the second reading is awesome because it's from St. Peter going, this really happened, people. This, like, this really, we really? didn't make this up. This is not some kind of clever story we're spinning. This actually happened. But I love that it's not just a retelling of it. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, we'll tell it again. No, no. And I think often when people kind of question the Bible and everything like that and go, oh, is this symbolic? Did this really happen? It's like, read it and... They don't believe it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, but um, I especially like that the three synoptic versions that we have here are very, very similar. Like, this must be one of those stories that really is... The accounts are, this is what happened. Of such a mad story. So as soon as Peter says, I want to stay here, I want to be in God's presence, I want to just drink this up and enjoy it. And this is, I think, one of your big things of, yes, let's sit in God and enjoy it and find mm. that glorious place. Then what happens? What do you mean, then what happens? What happens next? It's like God speaks and then it all's over. <laughs> It's all done. It's all gone. And Jesus goes, right. Don't say anything. Shut up and get on with it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, let's, hold on, let's go back because the, the, this is my son, the beloved. He enjoys my favour. Listen to him. I mean, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That confirmation. That's what I seek in life. I think confirmation, direct word from God that is like this. You've got it right, people. Just listen to him. He's the one. I mean, how awesome would that be to hear that directly? That would be amazing. Well, I thought you were meaning the, uh, you wanted God to say, I'm pleased with you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. No, that my, my everything's right. Like, what I believe yeah. is right. And then I just love the fact that they're overcome by fear. But Jesus came up and touched them and said, don't be afraid. How love! what a lovely moment that is. Like, they freaked out. Jesus has done his shiny thing. God's spoken. The disciples are just beside themselves. And Jesus is there going, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to be afraid. And a little touch. I think, yeah. I think that's a proof of existence. Okay. Because then it's not a ghost. Because it can uh -huh. touch a I'm guessing on that one. I haven't double-checked that. Oh, okay. But always, uh, you know, the resurrection appearances, when it says, he yet with them. Yeah. Like, that's... Proof of proof his of, bodily resurrection. Exactly. Because then ghosts don't eat, of course. So, because he yet, that ghosts shows he was <laughs> resurrected. That's yeah. the in-text proof of this. Mm. Um, and then they're told, off you go but keep it a secret until after. Yeah. Could you have? Could I have kept it secret? Well, I'm going to go with, based on the fact that I've just seen probably the maddest thing in my life, and specifically God is you heard audibly God. saying, listen to Jesus. I'm not sure I would... I, I'm not sure I... I don't know. Would I say... It's pretty clear, don't say anything. And God's just said, listen. 
You'd be bubbling. Maybe that's a good thing that there's three of them. At least they could chat to each other about this. Presumably, Peter, James and John would be like, when everyone's asleep, guys, we need to talk about this. And then, because this isn't too far before crucifixion, is it? Mm. Then everything goes bad. High points, low points. High points, low points, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what is this about today, I guess? Other than High points, the kind points. of historical, <laughs> yeah. That there are going to be high points, low points. Go up a mountain. <laughs> I think it's a little bit pulling out from last week's and the old and the new. Mm-hmm. I think this fits in right with it of we have the Old Testament, we have the law, we have the prophets, we have all of that. And we have Jesus as the end point of that whole purpose. But it's almost like a pause in time mm. that then goes forward from listen to him, now go out, now you guys do it. You need to listen to him. Mm. Go do the stuff. I know you hear that kind of line, because then you're like, what stuff? Well, the stuff that said, listen to him. So Yeah, okay, so <laughs> go back, read the Gospels again, listen to what he said and do the thing. Yeah. 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 So I don't think it's that much deeper or crazier than the deepness and crazy we've had. I think it's one of those where I know I'm a little bit used to it. Is that bad to I say? I think, no, I don't think it's bad to say. I think. It's a real account of a spiritual experience. I think that's what's coming across to me, that these people have gone up a mountain, which, as I've already said, feels like a spiritual experience for me anyway. Then they actually have the transfiguration. Then they hear from God. Then they have an interaction with Jesus that's a really personal interaction. Like, this is... this is a, These are really deep spiritual experiences that these three disciples have had and they're shown regular human emotion through it yeah and that i think often the stories are stories right and they aren't necessarily spiritual experiences that the disciples are having but that other people are having through healings and yet this one the disciples get to have this these three disciples and that it's it's another one of those stories that's what's hitting me is that this is really real that these experiences that the disciples had were real and that we kind of, I don't know, crave almost these high points, these spiritual experiences, these connections, these closenesses, this desperation for God to stand, you know, for you to be up a mountain and God to go, you're getting it right. These things happen. Like this is available. Spiritual experience is available. It's real. It's not just stuff that I was just reading an essay on the Ignatian exercises spiritual experiences it's like oh you know these 
they're real. It's not just all theoretical or stuff that you... Like, it, these things happen to these guys. I think that's what's coming. And it's the kind of thing that you hear fairly often if you're someone who is around non-religious type people. Mm-hmm. They'll kind of go, oh, yeah, well, there was loads of miracles years ago. Where are they all now? Yeah. And then if you try to say, well, here's this miracle. Here's, yeah, that's not true. I don't believe it. Well... Okay, there. <laughs> I think it's a, yeah, that's a real invitation to... Faith. Where, yeah, faith. And can you see God acting? Can you hear his voice each day in the different things and throughout the day? That's, yeah. Are you listening to him? Are you listening? Because... I think then you kind of get, like I just said, oh, so then you just go back and read the Gospels. Well, actually, what does listening to him mean? I think that's an interesting concept as well. Like, what does that mean? How do you hear God? How does it become real rather than just words on a page? Actually, some you just said there of listen to him with the amount of those with ears, let them hear. Yeah. That we've had recently. But actually, this one's more like, actually, listen. Don't just hear it. Yeah. Listen. And all of those kind of, you, you'll get people say, active listening and listening skills. And are you a good listener? Listen. Mm. And I think that's a real slow down, stop, concentrate, pay attention listen i was just thinking as you were saying that what would my reaction be if jesus himself like tapped me on the shoulder and said stand up don't be afraid do you think in terms of like listen actually listen do you think i would be like rid of anxiety (laughs) do you know what i mean like do you think like how profound would it be to hear those kind of words from Jesus himself and then we've got them in the Gospels and I'm like uh, wow this feels like real faith this is a real test of faith to kind of listen to that and go don't be afraid Um, (laughs) I think the I mean having the end of the story Mm. and more than just this passage we know what happens we know that Peter still messes up we know that he didn't fully listen. We know that people got stuff wrong after this point. They didn't listen. Yeah. I think that's always a helpful thing to remember yeah. of even though we're told to do it, it doesn't mean that we're always going to get it right. We're always going to be perfect. But Jesus is still there standing beside you. Yeah. And actually, in that moment, you could revisit that moment time and time again in in what you just said, like, oh, I'm not listening. Okay, go back, read it again. This is my son, the beloved. He enjoys my favor. I listen to him. Okay, so I'm going to read. Oh, but now I feel fearful and afraid because I'm aware that I haven't been listening to him. But then Jesus says, you don't need to be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I, that's quite nice that almost that like little cycle could be really reassuring for when you need to go back to remembering 
hold on, who's the one I'm listening to? Who's the one I'm listening to? And actually this morning I did have a very similar experience of, I woke up feeling quite a lot of anxiety and went out for the dog walk and opened um, the app, the Universalis on my phone to read the Office of Readings. And I was like, it's so, there's so many bits to it, isn't there? That it kind of made me forget the other, like my very human worries and just go, I've got to concentrate on this now. And that's good. Redirect, go back to listening. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it just made me think of that. Uh, I can't remember the line properly. But the where your treasure is, your heart will be. Is that, uh-huh. is that right? You know, what you're putting in your mind, what you are listening to whatever voice that may be, whatever stress is going through your head Mm. on a constant loop, there's going to be something in there. No one's walking around empty-headed, I don't think. (laughs) We're always thinking of something in some way, Mm. either at a very, you know, my toe hurts, ow, every step, or much deeper, more profound. Yeah. But there's something there. Yeah. There's always something going on in the background. And you've got to be careful what that something is. Yeah. Because some of it's better of for you than others. Maybe we should then start based on that. We should just start every sentence with giving, putting your hand on someone's shoulder and saying, don't be afraid. Now, should we talk? <laughs> like, I think that would be really... I think I would like that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I think I wouldn't like that. That would freak me out. No, I, I think, yeah, maybe it would be a bit, Don't be afraid. It would be Don't scary be if it was random people. Although you saying there's always something in someone's brain. I asked Luke <laughs> recently. And I was like, what were you just thinking about there? And he was like, nothing. <laughs> there's nothing in his head. <laughs> oh, dear. Well... I think that's it. I think that's it. Once again, another one of those on the surface. It's just a story we all know really well. And then you go a little bit deeper and it's like, there's some good layers here. 